the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by The Floor King and KeepingMedicareSimple.com. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is Always Right Radio with Bob Frantz on AM 1420, The Answer. All right. Hour number three is underway now. Seven minutes past 11 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Um, it is a Monday, the 20th morning of the 11th month, the year of our Lord, 2023. We've got an open hour here for you, or technically three quarters of one. We'll take you until 11.45 and ask Bill O'Reilly to carry us to the top of the hour. Then you get some Charlie Kirk. Get yourself a little bit of Dennis Prager. Nice uh, dose of me again in for Dr. Gorka today from 3 until 6. And then, uh, of course, we'll give you some uh, Seculo and a whole lot of Brandon Tatum, too. Stay here because we have a lot of stuff to analyze and a lot of stuff to discuss. And I welcome your thoughts now. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will bring you here. I want to go right to the phones now and launch it with Navy Man Norm. Navy Man Norm in Strongsville. Good morning, good sir. You're on the air. Fire away. Do we have Norm up? I'm going to put Norm up. There he is. Now I got you, Norm. Go ahead, buddy. Okay. I applaud your patience with Jim Jordan because as far as I'm concerned, and and I'm sorry, Jim, but you're a manure spreader. I mean, we hear this time and time again. Well, it's going to go to this committee. We're going to gather evidence for that committee. B.S. You have eight turncoat rhino Republicans who wanted to stick it to Marjorie Taylor Greene and refused to impeach Mayorkas. They could have done it at that time. They don't have to wait for evidence gathering. And what more evidence do you need than five or seven million illegals invading our country? So, you know, that part about, oh, we're going to go to this committee, that committee. I'm sorry. B.S. B.S. Plain English. Now, what I really want to talk about is the Capitol uh, Police cowards. Okay. The once almost beat a woman named Victoria White to death, fractured her skull, broke her foot, and she almost died. She was in a tunnel, and they beat the living stuff out of her. And now they're going to sentence her. They're going to sentence her to five months in prison. Not the police brutality 
by the cowardly major or captain of the Capitol Police who struck her 49 times with an iron rod, Bob. I saw I mean, this is just unbelievable. Her name is Victoria White, and she said she thought she was going to die. She's a mother of four, D.C. and Capitol Police, uh, literally beat her almost to death. Now, the only thing they, or the only thing, these cowards can show is promotion. They promoted the Capitol Police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt, unarmed. Yeah, they did. Five foot tall girl in the in the shoulder or the neck for no reason from three feet away. They beat Joanne Boylan to death. They got that is on the new video of a police woman from the DC Metro beat Joanne Boylan to death with a rod and a four foot piece of lumber. And she got promoted and she got tickets to the Super Bowl. I mean, this is in, this is insanity, and I'm like, where in the hell are the courts? Where are the, where's the Supreme Court? And, and like you said this morning, there's uh, January 6th protesters that are rotting in jail for the past three years. Whatever happened to a speedy trial? I mean, Bob, I'll tell you, I'm beside myself. That that I'm, is to me, if I may interrupt you for a second, you can still finish your thought <clears throat> before we hang up, but uh, Norm, but. That bothers me as much as anything so far is that there are people whose right to a fair trial, a speedy trial, are being completely stripped from them. Those who have been held have now essentially served three years of, of a prison sentence. And whether they yes. get time served or not, once they actually get to a trial, if they ever do, is irrelevant. They are being treated as if they are guilty before they are presumed guilty, and they have to prove their innocence. It is not supposed to be that way. They are supposed to be presumed innocence, and the government has to prove they're guilty. And if they can't prove they're guilty and bring them to a trial within, you know, a, a couple of months, much less three years, then they have to let them go. That is, to yeah. me, the most the most egregious constitutional rights violation of this entire thing. That entire cabal, the prosecutor, the Department of Jackals, the FBI and the Capitol Police have to be brought to justice in plain English. I mean, I, I have more use, uh, excuse me, for... Uh, hardened criminals than I do for these law enforcement officers. And I love the police. You know I love the police. So do I. But and that's why people... this is hard for me to say, too. But but you know what? I, I love the truth more. I will not defend a guilty cop of anything. I will defend cops if there is a benefit of the doubt to be given in a case where we just don't know for sure. I will give credit to that badge. And I will give yeah. the benefit of my doubt to that badge because of what they do for a living and I know how dangerous it is. But when it's clear that a cop is out of line, I will call them every single time, and I don't care what anybody says, including the five, you know, in the uh, in the Memphis uh, killing of Tyree Nichols. Um, there's no justification or excuse for it. He's handcuffed to a car, and they're just beating him. He's, he's a completely non-threat in the entire nine yards. So, yeah, you what you're saying about the Capitol Police, I don't like to have to say, but I will say it because the truth matters more than the badge. And, and the truth yeah. is that they, many of them acted like thugs, either that or they weren't acting like thugs on their own. They were following orders by superior officers, which is probably more likely. Yeah, and I noticed our friend Chris Ray uh, tried to uh, ignore the two white ghost buses that carried uh, federal uh, agents and dressed as Trump supporters. He refused to address that when they brought it before him. And he said, he, I said he's never heard that term before. He's never oh, used never that term it. before. Of yeah. course not. No, never, never heard it. 
uh, you know, I can't say anything because there's an ongoing investigation. No, I'm I, I'm just sick of the whole thing, Bob. I'm just sick. And thank God we have people like you. Um, in, in, in all due respect and apologies to Jim Jordan, I think Bob France could do a hell of a lot better job in Congress than he is. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I, and I God heard you. Me. I heard your critiques there, and I'll say this in response. Norm, thanks for the call. I will respond though. <clears throat> I. Neither I nor you nor anybody else knows the inner workings and the machinations of the of the of the Congress. There are some things that can only be done by certain committees. For example, um, the the chairman of say the Ways and Means Committee can do things uh, that the chairman of the Judiciary Committee cannot. There are things that the Judiciary Committee chair can do that somebody in the Homeland Security Committee cannot. That there are, there are things that the Armed Services Committee chair can do that the Oversight Committee cannot. There are certain things that are specifically in the purview of some committees. Now, if they're trying to do things by the book, by regular order, a motion to impeach or articles of impeachment to be brought against, and I don't know this for a fact, like I said, there are some things about the way Congress is run and the rules uh, that exists by way of of their various committee assignments that we don't know about because we're not there. I would I would like to talk to a congressional expert who's not a sitting member of Congress to maybe get some of the answers about those rules. But as I understand them, there are certain things that have to be done in certain committees. And for example, to impeach the Homeland Service or excuse me, the Homeland Security Secretary, maybe it does have to if you're going to go through regular order. It has to go through a certain committee like Homeland Security. Um, and so just just a motion, a resolution to impeach Mayorkas the way Marjorie Taylor Greene did it is outside of regular order. And the reason I know this terminology is because of my previous conversations with Max Miller. He didn't like Marjorie Taylor Greene's first resolution um, um, to censure Rashida Tlaib because he wanted to go through regular order. And regular order is the way to go through things so that it cannot just be tossed down the line because it didn't go through regular order. So it's possible, it's possible that what Jordan told me is exactly right, that what Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted to do uh, with the, with the uh, uh, um, um, uh, impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas would be symbolic, a resolution to impeach, but it can't bring articles of impeachment. They would still have to originate within a committee. So having said all of that, that's my defense of what Jordan and others are doing because they know it better than we do. Having said all of that, I'm still ticked that eight Republicans joined with the Democrats and didn't even do it even if it was only symbolic. The same way I was ticked at Max Miller and the eight Republicans who joined with the Democrats not to vote to originally censure Rashida Tlaib. Now, I came around on that. Because after learning more that Miller was already writing his own censure of Rashida Tlaib, and it was it was more accurate and therefore more uh, forceful than the one that MTG just kind of basically copied and pasted from a resolution condemning um, uh, the January 6th insurrection. She just did a copy and paste and changed a couple of words and put the main things in there, and, and, and it was just not it was not forceful, it was not strong, it was not accurate. So uh, regular order was the way to go, in my view. What Max Miller told me made sense. I don't know if this same thing holds true here with this case for impeachment of Mayorkas. So until I find out otherwise, I'm going to remain ticked, as Norm is, 
as I said to Jim Jordan when he said, you know, we have to go through this process and that process to do the regular order. You know, there's a system that has to be followed here. You heard what I said to him. You know, saying that, you know, certain, was it system? Was that the word? Well, maybe it wasn't system. Um, whatever it was, I said, you know, it's synonymous with the word delay or, or, or wait a long time. We have, to, we have to wait longer. I want it to be done. So even if it was only symbolic, a resolution saying we are going to, even if it didn't introduce articles of impeachment, but we are going to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, I wanted Republicans to vote for it. So I'm with you, Norm. But I'm not going to say that Jordan doesn't know what he's doing. I'm not going to say anything like Jordan, uh, you know, is, 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 is just all talk and no action. There are things that he can do, things that he cannot do. And by the way, the things that he can do, he's phenomenal at. His work and Comer's work at judiciary and oversight are going to bring true accountability to so many of these people. I, I think people are going to end up in jail over the bribery and the corruption between the Biden administration current, the Obama administration when Biden was vice president and was engaging in these uh, quid pro quo deals with Ukrainian oligarchs and so forth, I think it's going to end up with people in jail. And that is only because of what Jordan and Comer and their respective committees are doing. So I will praise what needs to be praised. I will question what needs to be questioned. I will criticize what needs to be criticized. Capitol Police need to be criticized. Uh, Jim Jordan at this point in time needs to be questioned, which I did. And I think we have to wait and see what the answers look like. All right. That's about as ex- exhaustive of, a, of, a, of an answer that I can give. I wanted to cover all the bases there. TJ is next. Hi, TJ. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, Bob. You know, this story out of Los Angeles with this homeowner, yeah. You know, it kind of disturbed me, Bob, uh, maybe not, you know, for the reason you think. Now, I'm pro-Second Amendment, but I realize one thing. You know, the right the Second Amendment gives us also requires a heck of a lot of responsibility if you're going to exercise that right. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand listening to this guest you had, they had a mini firefight in this man's backyard, and nobody got hit. Now, that tells me there's bullets flying around the neighborhood, stray bullets. Now, all I'm saying, if if you're going to make the decision to arm yourself, you better be really proficient with that firearm before you make that decision. If you're lucky enough, uh, you get confronted by two armed criminals. If you're lucky enough to get the first shot off, you better make it count. Because if you don't, I promise you, you're probably going to be the one getting shot in retaliation. Uh, I, I just think people have to think a little bit if they're going to make that decision be proficient. I'm against what Ohio did with allowing people to carry without any kind of training or anything. I'm just against that. Uh, uh, it, like I said, it's an awesome responsibility to, to carry a weapon. You better know your, your legal standings. You better know how to use it. You know, And if you don't, a lot of bad things can happen. But that kind of disturbed me when I heard that story. Well, I'm going to agree with much of what you said, but I'm going to disagree with the principal part of what you said. First of all, you do have to be learn how to be proficient, and you do have to know all of the rules and so on and so forth if you're going to get a firearm, and you should be trained. It shouldn't, you shouldn't even need a law to say that, by the way. Anybody who's going to fi- uh, buy a lethal weapon, <clears throat> knowing that they may have to use it to defend themselves, should be very proficient in using it and want to know that on their own. Uh, it just makes no sense. I mean, nobody buys a car without first 
taking lessons and, and, and getting a driver's license. You better know how to use it or else you're going to end up killing yourself with it or somebody else. So I agree with that. I'm going to disagree about the case of this California owner. Um, I, I don't know that he wasn't proficient. What I do know is that he, he was missed. trying to get in his front door. Well, well, yeah. He but missed, I mean, Bob. <laughs> so what? Experts well, miss, too. I'm, Cops I'm saying, miss. We're not, how big is his backyard? Well, well, it was in his front door. They they jumped over the fence and came at him as he was trying to get through right. his door. He had to drop all of the things that he was carrying and turn and fire, which is all he needed to do was fire. Not that he didn't try to hit them. I'm sure he did. But in the, in the, in the panic and in the instance of the moment, he fired, and that was enough to save his life. He scared them as they ran off. They, they fired as they ran away back at him. But his... um. You know, to say that he's not proficient because he didn't hit them on the first shot he fired, or I don't even know how many he fired. I don't think it was many because they ran. Um, But the fact that, you know, he's in the middle of unlocking a door, his arms are full of groceries or whatever the heck that he had, he had to drop them when he saw these intruders coming at him with guns, pull his and fire quickly to get him off, doesn't mean he's not proficient or not trained or anything else. Um, It meant he had to act very quickly to to protect himself, and sometimes that shot, whether it lands or not, is all it took, and it did because they ran, and... uh, it's, it, it wasn't like it was a firefight where he perched behind a car and they were perched behind a tree and they're taking shots at each other and missing. And it wasn't like that. It was a quick shot and they ran and fired as they ran away. Um, I don't know much more that a homeowner can do given those circumstances than the best he can do. You could be an expert marksman, but you're not standing there with your feet, you know, three feet apart, shoulder width, you know, with a you know perfect two-handed grip and firing. You know, this is a quick moment. Oh, my God, here they come. I'm going to pull and I'm going to fire to save myself, whether I hit them or not, hopefully to make them go. And that's exactly what they did. So I'm not going to condemn him without knowing the circumstances of everything that uh, – you know, that that happened in that situation. I can totally understand how it went down. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, Bob. Yeah. I'm not trying to condemn him. But, you know, to make an analogy here about this, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 60s, we had a lot of teenagers that barely could drive, and they were going out and buying 400-horsepower, you know, muscle cars, and a right. lot of them were getting killed in them yes. because they weren't proficient to drive a machine like that. You're right. Uh, that's that's a, you better you, you better be trained. Yeah, you better be trained. And I think most people should you know would know that. And I think that's why you have to be an adult to buy a firearm too. Because uh, you know a 16 year old idiot who just got his driver's license and gets behind a muscle car that he cannot handle is stupid. And given a 16 year old a firearm, I would say the same thing about. But uh, you know when you're 18, if you can buy a firearm, then you I would hope. Again, unless you're one of the gang members who buy them illegally and and uh, or steal them or whatever, I would hope that people who buy them for the purposes of self-defense, law-abiding people, of course know that when they buy a dangerous weapon, they have to train themselves on how to use it. I would just think that that's common sense. Yeah, well, I agree. Okay, right, well, it was, just, it was just my thought. I'll tell you what, Bob, I, <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't know what happened, but I got to believe I don't think I would have missed. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, maybe you wouldn't have. And you're, of course, an expert shooter. You did it in the military, for crying out loud. Uh, you were at war. Most people have not had that experience, but it doesn't mean they're not trained. It just means, like I said, is particularly, you know, in that no, circumstance, and, 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 it was wait, it, he, he was it wasn't as if he was in a perfect shooting position, like I said, on a knee taking aim, or or like I said, in a, in a good shooting stance and taking aim. You know, it, it was it was a oh my God, they're coming at me. I have to quickly hurry up and fire to defend myself, which you're you're probably not going to hit most of the time. And 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 you know, Bob, even training. 
you know, that isn't even the final answer on that. You know, even in combat, you can ask anybody that's been in combat. You know, you had all this training and stuff, but you're not real good at first. And if you're lucky enough to survive, you know, then like with a quarterback, the game starts to slow down for you. But like I said, it takes a while. It takes a few firefights. That's why sometimes I feel sorry for these police. They have a lot of training and stuff. But until you're put in that situation with the adrenaline, you know, a lot of bad things can happen. And if you're lucky enough to get through a few of them, you know, uh, unscathed, then you start to get pretty good and the game slows down. Agreed. Agreed. And most people will never have those few times no, of getting no, used they to won't. it. They, you know, it's gonna, they, you know, if they have to draw their weapon in a self-defensive measure, it's probably going to be one time in their lives. Yeah. Uh, I mean, seriously, that's why you prepare for that one time. It's always better to know uh, and, and, and have a way to defend yourself and hope it never happens than, than it is to just assume it's never going to happen and then not have the training or the weapon when you need it. So, I'm and I'm watching it, by the way. Cal- yeah, I'm glad we don't live in California. <laughs> I know, particularly with the L.A. Sheriff's Department that got their feelings hurt and uh, took his uh, concealed carry uh, license from him because uh, he dared question them and the, and the job they did investigating. Uh, so, T.J., thanks for the call. I okay. appreciate it. All right. Yeah, I'm watching the video, by the way, of that now. For those who have not yet seen it, I guess I can tweet it again. F-R-A-N-T-Z, rants. France, rants. F-R-A-N-T-Z-R-A-N-T-Z. But I'm watching it again of Vince Ricci. He fired four times. He's walking down, like, the alleyway, or not an alleyway, but, a, like, a uh, it's a walled walkway <clears throat> to his front door. He's got what looks like a coffee in his one hand, in his right hand. In his left hand, he's digging in his pockets for his keys. Okay, as he gets to the door and starts to put his keys in the door, here comes the first intruder right up behind him. And I mean, literally, he's on him right now. He's touching him. I'm pausing it here. I'm just giving you a play by play. This this masked figure clad in black is up here trying to grab. He's got a firearm in one hand and he's grabbing Vince Ricci, the homeowner, with the other hand. Vince drops his cup of coffee or soft drink or whatever that is. You can see the, 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 the liquid spill out over all over the place as he digs into his pocket and quickly pulls out his firearm. As the criminal sees the firearm, he runs. Vince Ricci stops, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not stops, but backs up a little bit as he gets his gun out and then fires four times. You can see the flash of the muzzle, four flashes, one, two, three, four. And then runs to, past the walled walk area where he was to see if the individual is gone or where he went or if he's going to shoot again. And the individual is shooting back at him as he runs away. The second intruder comes and then he sees the firing going on and he runs away. So four f- shots were fired by the homeowner. The victim in the case who used self-defense, none of them struck the intruders, but it was enough to make the intruders run and it's on his own property it wasn't in public it wasn't in a crowded mall it wasn't on a crowded public square it was his own property i think he did the best anybody could who's not a maybe a trained military marksman i think the best any civilian could have done in that case he had to react quickly he had to fire quickly he had to end the threat quickly it doesn't mean he was going to hit center mass every time he pulled that trigger and i don't think that's a reasonable expectation for him to do And he should still have his license. All right, we'll be back. Why is Rumble the biggest piece of crap video uh, 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 posting service in the history of the world? And the worst part about it is it's the only one that won't censor you. 
YouTube is run by Google, which is a censorship. It's in the, it's in the pantheon of censorship companies. Vimeo does the same exact thing as YouTube. Trash. But they work. You upload stuff there, you can hear it until they censor it. Rumble is actually free speech supported. I upload all my stuff to Rumble for that, but it's just trash software. Absolutely trash software. I'm sorry I'm griping about this, but I'm, I wanted to share a video, an audio clip of it, a video for today's uh, Strictly Speaking with Will Witt. And another one with Alan Dershowitz. And, and it does not matter how high you, you upload the audio. It records like pure, unadulterated, whispery crap. And I'm just frustrated as all get out with it. So if you follow, you know, I wouldn't even blame if you don't look at Rumble because it, you can't hear it anyway. It's just crap. Rumble gets your crap together. Maybe it's better when you do live streaming. I'm sure it is, probably. When you do live streaming, it's better. But... um. <laughs> In all seriousness, uh, if you're trying to, to, to watch recorded videos, they come up like pure crap. Get your stuff together. Why is everything so hard to do for conservatives when it comes to media? It just doesn't even matter. At any rate, there's a clip up there of Will Witt, who's today's featured interview on Strictly Speaking on the Roku channel, Roku 529, channel 529. There is another clip up there of Alan Dershowitz. Let me see what happens when I try to play the Dershowitz one, which is, uh, this was from last week's with Alan Dershowitz, but I put a new clip up there of uh, Alan Dershowitz explaining <clears throat> um, why it is and how frustrating it is for him and others that people around the world only care about Palestinian victims of oppression. Even though the oppressors are not really oppressors, that's the narrative, which is Israel. They only care about Palestinian oppressors, nobody else around the world. Let's see how low this one is. Go deeper than just the hatred of the Jews. Why is Israel in the cross? This one might be passable. Can you hear it, Seth? Is it, is it passable? It's all right. Yeah, it's just crap. Rumble, you're crap. Rumble, Vimeo. Um, YouTube, you're all just pure, unadulterated crap. Somebody needs to create a system that actually works. All right, having said all of that, if I can't play it for you, I'm just going to steer you to it and just make sure you turn your speakers up really, really loud when you're trying to hear it. Um, uh, it's on my Rumble page, Always Right Radio, Always Right Radio. Put it on Twitter, but you won't be able to hear it there either. I put it up because it's all running through Rumble. It's just very, very, very aggravating. What I know you can hear is because this is a different format. This is audio only. Today, and in fact yesterday, in fact yesterday and Saturday, finally the rest of the world knows what I told you back on October 25th. The rest of the world knows about the lie. The lie that Care Cleveland told when they put that ridiculous story up of um, uh, the quote-unquote Palestinian man from North Olmsted who was run off the road. He's a pedestrian and he got hit by a racist, bigot, and anti-Palestinian who said, kill all Palestinians, long live Israel. This was the story told by the Council on American-Islamic Relations in Cleveland. Over the weekend, here it is on Breitbart, here it is on Blaze, here it is on every conservative news outlet. Police, Ohio man fakes anti-Palestinian hate crime, injuries caused by own brother. They're all finding this out on November 19th. They're all finding this out on November 20th. I wanted to share what I told you back on October 25th, the day or two days after it happened. As soon as I heard the story, I knew it was K-E-R-R-A-P-P, app. Now the rest of the country is seeing it as well. But this is an edited version of what I said. 
Now, what was missing from the story that I just gave you? Well, a thing or two, such as any evidence whatsoever that any of the aforementioned things happened. Witnesses, not one. Other drivers that saw this dark SUV swerve to intimidate a 20-year-old Palestinian-American who happened to be walking by himself on a road in North Ridgeville, coming back from lunch. Not one witness, not one passing car that saw an SUV, not one videotape or audio tape from, of course, everybody having them everywhere in their pockets or purses or anything else. Not one tire track on a road that shows that somebody swerved to go off the road to hit somebody. Not any corroborating evidence whatsoever. And to my knowledge, maybe not even a 20-year-old Palestinian-American man gone to a hospital for any reason whatsoever. Now, based on what we have here, and they published this as a news story saying that it happened, the driver of the dark SUV allegedly yelled, just days or a couple of weeks after the, you know, the incident in Israel, and at a time when pro-Palestinian and Hamas demonstrations, marches, rallies, protests are going on all over the country. One SUV spots one Palestinian. Let me ask you something. If you were driving down a road and you saw a lone person walking, would you be able to determine if they were Palestinian? You know, is is he darker complected? Maybe. Are there a lot of darker complected individuals and races and ethnicities? Yeah. Well, how would this SUV driver know this person is a Palestinian? And then to roll down the window and say, kill all Palestinians, long live Israel, swerving to intimidate, then saying, not good enough. He did it once, then turned around and came back to take another run at him, and this time hit him. And in between the time of the first near miss and the turnaround and the comeback again, the guy on foot, the Palestinian-American, walking on the side of the road, didn't pull out his cell phone to record this vehicle that almost hit him and then came back and hit him? Tell me this doesn't sound like a black guy walking through Chicago at 2.30 in the morning in, what was it, like January? Temperatures were like single digits. You walk on foot at 2 o'clock in the morning to a subway where you get your sandwich, and then as you're walking back, you encounter two other pedestrians, walkers, white men wearing MAGA hats, screaming, this is MAGA country, and this all happened at a time when what? When BLM rallies and protests were happening all around the country, tell me we didn't just uncover the Palestinian Jussie Smollett incident. I'm buying exactly zero of that. I'll take Palestinian Jussie Smollett alleging crap that never happened in a million years for a thousand, Alex. And let's go. There you go. That's what I said on October 25th. It just, uh, it's important to note, if you want to know what's going on, you got to know where to turn. We had this literally pegged immediately after it happened. And now a month later, you got all of these outlets all saying, yeah, it looks like somebody faked a hate crime. You should have noticed a fake hate crime the moment you heard it. I told you about it. Now the rest of the uh, country knows as well. Thanks to Jim Jordan, my guest. Thanks to um, Linda Harvey. 
And thanks also to Chris Dorr from Ohio Gun Owners. Going to take a break here, recharge the batteries. i got Dr. Gorka's show today from 3 until 6. So if you'd like to listen to America First, I've got a lot of great stuff for you there and other good guests as well. So make sure you tune in for that. Thanks to everybody for listening. Be well, be safe, stay free. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 